This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's turn our attention to the world of technology where Lenovo made some announcements at the IFA Tech Showcase in Berlin last week. Mark Flalo of Double Tap TV has some of the details. Of course, you can find Double Tap TV Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. And you can find Mark Flalo in Montreal. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Always nice catching up with you. So, Mark, what do we have going on here? What were some of the Lenovo products that were announced? Well, one of the biggest announcements was a new version of their ThinkPad X1 Fold. Now, you know, off the off off the air before we came into the break, I heard mummering saying, wait, wait a second, don't all laptops technically fold? Yes, laptops technically fold. You've got the keyboard in the bottom and the screen in the top. But what Lenovo's done is they've launched what looks like a 16-inch l- gigantic tablet that has a folding mechanism in the middle where the screen actually folds in on itself, much like the Samsung Galaxy Fold you know, clamshell devices. The cool thing about this is an accessory keyboard can then clip on the bottom portion of this actual device. And if you want, you'll have that Lenovo classic IBM ThinkPad style keyboard that has that little nub in the middle that helps you navigate. So it's a new take on a folding device, but giving the full power and, and full feature set, including graphics and memory and storage of a full-fledged laptop. So they're taking Fold to a kind of a new definition, if I, if I might say so. Mark, let me understand this, though. Yes. If we're not going to fold it over and use the bottom keyboard and attach a hybrid keyboard, then why wouldn't we just hook our laptop up? Why wouldn't we just hook a, a keyboard up to a traditional tablet? What's, what's the merit of this folding other than to show off the fact, oh yeah, this can fold. Like, who is this meant for? It's meant for the, the, the extremely mobile business users, people who are always on the go, who want the full power and the rugged and the mobility of a ThinkPad, but don't necessarily always want the full function of a keyboard present. So it's kind of like Apple saying, okay, here's a giant version of our iPad. We're going to give you a keyboard accessory. That's great, but it's still something else you need to carry and kind of clunk on board. This one just kind of folds behind the actual tablet. And when you want it, you put it in that traditional kind of clamshell mode and you've got that full keyboard and you still got a really large, almost 13-inch diagonal screen. So it's someone who really wants the power of the laptop, but the convenience of a tablet all, all in one in this kind of device. It, this is where, you know, I agree with a lot of the speculation out there going, okay, this looks cool. I love the proof of concept here where it actually the screen itself is folding, so it's one continuous display if you want it. But, you know, the, the real-world use case where I understand where they're aiming for, but to see it in action – is what I really want to see. I want to get my hands on this one because yeah. I gotta, I gotta kind of like, here's the Gary. Okay, give me the proof, but I need to, I need to see the pudding. Yeah, I think in general, right? There's some excitement around the foldable devices generally. I know that the uh, the Samsung foldable phones. There was a huge advertising blast over the weekend while I was watching TV. They're they're yeah. really pushing these things, and I will oh, yeah. say, even though I was a little leery of them, I started watching this on the weekend, and I was like, that does look kind of cool. 
Yeah, it is. You know, it 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 pulls on our heartstrings from yesteryear, especially the generation that had the Motorola flips and all those devices. But they're really going after Apple. I mean, they have some ad campaigns. I don't know which one you saw that literally talks about, you know, the iPhones around the corner, the new iPhones around the corner, but it doesn't do this. And they list off all these features, yeah. which is fun, kind of funny because they tend to do that and they tend to poke fun at certain features that Apple hasn't done yet or things like removing the <laughs> headphone jack. And then moments later, they end up doing it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is why this is why this year they launched those devices really close to the Apple fall event. They knew yeah. You know, it's predictable. Apple, you know, Apple's going to be launching new devices tomorrow. They're going to be announcing them. They knew it. They knew coming out two weeks before gives them the opportunity to really target those users. And they're doing it really, really aggressively and doing it hard. Uh, really dumb question here, Mark. I know. No question. That's question, what you tell Dave, me every time on. I'm about to ask you a dumb question. I, I, this, this Lenovo folding uh, machine, tablet, laptop, whatever you want to call it. What software is it going to run? Is it going to run a Windows, Windows. software? Yeah, okay, yeah. So Windows it's a, 11. Okay, so. All right. I guess I guess this speaks to the way in which Windows 11 is manifesting now, which is more app oriented, which means that it could lend itself to a touchscreen experience versus using a mouse. Right. You know, Windows 11 has done um, made incredible strides, making itself both touch friendly and just work. You know, basically, you, you can open the computer. You can use a touchscreen if you want to. You don't have to. A lot of these two in one devices allow you to kind of fold the keyboard behind it and use it in what they call tablet mode, which does, you know, very, very app centric kind of interface. But they work side by side. They work in conjunction. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require a whole separate version of the operating system. It really is made to just, okay, let's skin things a bit differently for you. Mark, let's move over to uh, Chromebooks because that's, of course, another element of Lenovo's business. They've got a new one to uh, lay out. So what, are, what they do, they do. Have, what do they have on offer? The new IdeaPad 5i is a new Chromebook that they're, they're saying is going to be um, extremely low cost. So we're talking about, you know, $499 price point. But because of the cloud nature of Chromebooks, you know, they're not meant to have a lot of stuff on board. They're not meant to store stuff there. They're saying this is going to be an incredible gaming machine. And the reason is because it's got incredible graphics and they're not skimping on it. So all those cloud gaming platforms, the GeForce Now, the, the Xbox streaming, which are really coming into their own, are going to be super friendly and super playable on this Chromebook, which is something that gaming and Chromebook you don't normally put no, those two together. No, put, Our minds I, I still put, think I, Chromebook cheap, right? Yeah, I put I put email and streaming in the Chromebook. Yeah, the Chromebook and, and streaming is even, by the way, in some cases, an old Chromebook. It's not even a, a feat that you want to do. But Chromebooks are really coming into their own. You know, we talk about Lenovo, but Acer announced some new Chromebooks a couple of weeks ago. Again, really aggressive price points, really repairable. They're really targeting the entertainment and the kind of the school and the small business aspect of these because – Everybody's in the cloud, right? All your documents are there, all your emails there, all your streaming is there, everything you need is there. So do you really need that power more powerful of a computer? That being said, the strides that are being made on the Chromebook technology and the cost of the parts are making it so much more affordable that you can still have a five, six hundred dollar machine that you call a Chromebook that really is almost as powerful as some of the laptops and desktops we saw three years ago. Mark, I don't mean to bicker. Maybe inflation is coming for us all, but I would have <laughs> thought that $500 for a Chromebook is actually on the higher end of a price point. You know what? It probably is, but if you look at the trends in Chromebooks these days, that seems to be the price point where they're falling. The lowest end now is about three fifty to four hundred, and you can go high end almost to nine hundred ninety nine dollars, oh. depending on how you want to configure oh, it. Yeah. Gosh. But they're really, you know, they're aiming at people who are going to buy in bulk, schools that are going to buy for entire boards or entire classes. They want to get, you know, take over that iPad share. In the U.S., it's iPad everywhere. Yeah. You know, in Canada, we're very heavy on Chromebooks on in, in the actual education sector. So they're trying to, you know, really, you know, kick, 
kickstart that that entry level kind of price point and get people to say, hey, come buy a hundred of these, buy a thousand of these, yeah. and equip every student with them. And I think you used another expression as well, which was the graphics processing, which typically yeah. that's one of the things that's going to take a, a, a laptop or another com computational device and say, this is going to be more expensive because it's the graphic cards oftentimes where like the meat is made. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the graphics really is what it's number one, it's the interface, it's the way you see it. And the second you see really slow scrolling and stuff like that, that's what hinders your, your user experience. So if they can enhance the user experience, and make you think that it's a nice, fast, speedy machine, even though it may not be, then they're, they're already winning. Mark, there are many changes afoot around the AMI family, but something that is not changing is the Double Tap TV is back for another season. I believe the new season gets going tonight so what's coming up on no, the show? next week next week next, on december well, how 13th come you, how come you guys get a seven day reprieve on a new on a new uh, fiscal year you gotta stretch you gotta put your arms back and we did town halls we gotta recover no we, we're 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 <laughs> hot and heavy into production of season five of double tap tv and we're actually gonna be kicking it off with a really cool uh viewing party next thursday uh, next thursday next tuesday at 8 p.m eastern so um head on over to double tap on air.com uh, or ami.ca slash double tap and you'll be able to find links to our YouTube channel. We're going to actually be watching the show with you guys at home uh, with a live chat element of it. And then once the show is done, we're going to go on live for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, nice. talk about the show and interact with the audience and actually answer some questions because we've been getting a lot of feedback. A lot of people are tuning into our YouTube channel, which just launched and has a lot of our older shows on it. So we're, we're adding a new show every day as we count down to uh, season five, really exciting season coming up. Yeah. You guys are grinding away double tap TV and the double tap daily going on with us, Steven and Sean, no short of stuff to do around the uh, Double Tap family. Hey, no Mark, one's called in sick yet, Dave, so we're good. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> give it time. It's been six days. Uh, Mark, thank you for this. Have a great day. Thanks, Dave. That's Mark Flalo. He's the co-host of Double Tap TV. You can find Double Tap TV Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-TV with the new season beginning next Tuesday. I still don't get why they get a reprieve on their new fiscal. And we were speedballed into me messing up branding and already being a couple dollars in the hole for our charity jar. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.